0: Welcome to podcast. This escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Neil, JB, you did it! You got all five photos and you showed up, Justin. Hooray! We did, Hooray. It. <laughs> we oh, did it.
1: We have all kinds of notes to prove it. That was yeah, hieroglyphics. Oh,
2: this was guys- better than Africa.
3: <laughs> Perfect You didn't have to do rock skipping with hippos On your real African safari Not at
2: all And I didn't have to have a 10 hour flight This was so much more convenient
0: <laughs> I know
3: Africa from
2: the
1: comfort of your own living room <laughs> and Listen, Justin, you know For being such a, such a D-bag He actually sort of saved our lives Let's be honest We Very showed him much up with so. the five, to 5 photos to 4 But he was a decent person Gave us clues to opening his trunk and, you know, kept us from being eaten by animals. So I kind of yeah. like the
0: guy. That is true. Now, I will say you are far less uh, ambitious. In the playtest, when he said, name your price, I named Justin's entire net worth as my price. And when I won, I got everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's wow. destitute in my universe. He has nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he should have
0: really, really raised the (laughs) stakes there. You sat at 10,000. You're like a fool.
3: Speaking (laughs) of bets, we had our own minor bet that you you wagered to me. You wagered me a million dollars for something to happen in this room that I was worried about.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Is this about the hippos? Yeah. So, Danny, when she put together this picture of hippos and rocks, right? where some are rocks and some are hippos. And the key, as we find out later, is that the hippos have like a full hemisphere of shadow and the rocks only have like a little quarter of shadow. And Danny has been worried for days that, oh, they're just going to solve it straight away. They're not going to need to find the Polaroid. They're just going to look at that picture of rocks and hippos. They're going to be like, well, maybe the hippos are the ones with a full half circle. And I thought that was the most insane worry that somebody could have. Was there anything in your head that thought, hey, maybe if I look at these hippos and these rocks and look at the ones that have longer shadows, I can avoid those because they're obviously hippos?
1: I didn't think of it that way. I imagined that there must have been another level to it. That mm. I, was, I was imagining we were going to need something like... I was imagining um an Indiana Jonesy kind of a handful of dust that you would toss mm. onto them and and, and <laughs> the sweat of their skin would make would be different or something than, that they were afraid of and that would cause
2: them mm. to like run
1: away Could, from or something like that.
2: Yeah, I the,
3: did consider a dust scattering style thing for that. But in the end I couldn't draw that.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I wanted to make no, more that, purpose for the polaroids.
1: That worked that worked great. I loved it.
3: <sighs> All right. What were some highlights for you? What did you feel best about yourself with?
2: um, I was really proud that I figured out the calming sky top uh, hieroglyphic translation mm. uh, cipher, whatever we want to call smart. that. That was fun. And then obviously we had to go through the other ones thereafter based on that. Um, reusing the mosquito net. Neil, that was a great call.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that
1: was fun. We needed a little help with how to cut how to cut it down. from the treehouse, but, um, but that was cool. No, I've been listening to, uh, this, this last, the last few episodes of this season and there have been some very challenging puzzles, some Mm. very like multi-leveled, letters that use the third letter and this turns into the fifth letter of that and i thought oh (laughs) no if that's what we're gonna have to do on this (laughs) i'm gonna do a lot of work so the fact that it was sort of outside of a singular room that we were in with four walls where we were having to sort of go clockwise around the room and examine everything was super fun loved that it took us on a bit of a safari adventure and imagine if
3: i just set the entire escape room just in the jeep you could get the five oh. photos and find Justin, and <laughs> just in the conclusion,
0: perfect—a pure Jeep. Room.
3: Apparently, you can hide a lot of stuff inside a Jeep.
0: Well, you've, we have done an episode inside a car. That's before, true. Completely contained within a car, um, <laughs> so it wouldn't be unheard of.
3: But yeah, I, I felt a bit on the fence about starting it. Like I like starting with. You cannot progress to the rest of the room unless you have solved this one starting puzzle. Mm. Often people will make that a nice easy introductory puzzle. I decided no. No, you went you
0: went a bit hard on the GPS.
3: It's going to end with a pun so they can't hate me, but it's not <laughs> going to be easy.
1: <laughs> no, like JB I loved uh, I loved solving uh, solving the names of the mm. of the rocks of the, the different areas to go. That was super Yeah, cool. that was
0: Great and that end. to me was was really impressive um, because it was like, when you first saw the uh, the, cat, the, the brochure, I was very mm-hmm. excited when JB went, let's make a note. We are in Calming Skytop. That's going <laughs> to be a puzzle later. It's going to be an anagram. It's going to be something. That's definitely like, look at that. And so that, I was I was so happy mm. when that happened because it was like, oh, great. This is definitely going to lead to him being able to start solving those straight away. And then when we got there, Neil already was like, "Okay, double letter ending a four-letter word. It's not going to be this, not going to be that. That's got to be double E, which means that's probably T R tree. We're in a place with trees. <laughs> we all right, could I have given but, you oh, nothing,
3: and you would have been fine. And you may have
0: been able to do it, right? Like, I remember there was a um, uh, there's a there was a task on Taskmaster in the UK, which is a fantastic mm-hmm. show where they get all the comedians yeah. to play games, and and there was one where they were given a note that was in complete code, and they had to figure out what it was in the same way as a substitution of letters to others." And we did what (laughs) any good nerdy person would do. And we paused the show when they showed the full note and we solved the entirety of it on the basis that there was one long word that "That must be the word taskmaster. And on that basis, let's try and solve the rest of the note. Um, And in the actual task, there was. They would actually find. They gave you like the full code and and all this sort of stuff. But But it was a similar feeling. And I think that's always a good sign when you straight away think, I reckon I could have a crack at this. I reckon I could get. Um, And so that was like both of you doing the exact right thing, right? Because it required a mix of substituting and figuring out what you might already know, which is where JB came in straight away, mixed with a, that doesn't give you everything. You have to make some educated decisions about what letters could go in certain places. Uh, So I thought you two were very impressive with that. And you did it exactly the way you should do that type of a puzzle.
1: Um, So was most of the steering wheel puzzle just a red herring? (laughs)
3: No, you needed to turn on the Jeep for that. But yeah, you desperately but, needed uh, to get that E. That was it was all just about letter. that E. Yeah.
1: Right. Mm. Because yeah, there were all kinds of different letters and combinations of letters and purples. Yeah. And I thought I thought that we'd we'd have to come back to that and use <laughs> but, all of the letters in sequence but, in some way. To but solve no, it another, was just uh,
3: basically you need to get the correct direction, up, down, left, or right, and the correct color mm. of the three secondary colours that yeah, were there. Smart.
1: Smart. Mm. I went right to Pig Pen Cipher. Womp womp. Well, I go, did, as
3: well you should have, because did that, is pen, that is how Pig Pen that is how Pig ciphers work. So I think you need to be in that frame of mind in order to see mm. the steering wheel has the X, which nice. is what Pig Pen ciphers need.
0: Yeah. It was uh It's so I,
1: interesting. I, doing doing these things, I'm uh, it's hard for me not to overthink and assume that there's that everything is a smaller piece to a larger piece meta puzzle. So when mm, I see fat. three different things, I think, "Oh, oh I'm going to oh, I'm panicking. My brain's <laughs> like, I need I'm going to need these for future things and I sort of overcomplicate. Like as I'm writing things down and looking back at my notes, now I'm assuming that Alexandria is going to come back and that her name may be important down the down the down the road and I'm and I'm sort of thinking back to the previous puzzles that we did and I'm just kind of clouding up my own singular narrative. And I do that mm. in escape rooms, I think, as well as I get sort of overwhelmed by the entirety of it instead of just sort of calmly looking at what's in front of you and using what few steps you have around you to assist, which I, I think is helpful. Although, that said, you guys have done some that are really meta and swing back to like <laughs> oh. to a larger puzzle, and you really had to have kept track and notes of everything. So we kind of mm. lucked out, JB, on this one. <laughs> that we didn't have to solve some giant, larger thing at the end.
3: You didn't pay attention to the fourth word I said every time you arrived on a new location? What the hell?
0: (laughs) I can't believe it. I I will say, I think the closest this room, or the thing that this room had that was sort of like the the connected meta puzzle idea was the Polaroids,
3: Hmm. each
0: one giving you more digits for that original lock. Uh, and you two noticed really quickly that there was, like, placement mm. within those Polaroids of oh, yes. numbers. That one was good. One at the top, good. one at the bottom. That was one
3: of the things that changed from the playtest. It mm. was slightly more weird than that, and it was actually, like, about what body parts yeah, you I could see in the picture. the original was a little bit more as obtuse. As opposed to just their placement. Mm. Was, Where I think, yeah.
0: yeah, like, the four numbers represented, like, heads bodies and then each leg or something and then you had to count how many times his legs appeared and how many times his head appeared and how many times and that didn't quite work it wasn't as and i think like you on one of those it had the full hand like this uh with all five fingers out and i immediately went hey that's five fingers i bet you that's the number five um yeah
1: and i love that you that you added to together to to save us from being able mm. to go and hack it at the end. Yeah. Right. You, that was... you needed the fourth one with the addition of the of the two additional yeah thingers. had
3: to be there smart um this was the thing that i remember discussing with tommy tommy honton about coming up with codes mm. making sure that when you give someone a code like if there's a four digit code you can't just give them numbers one two and three and then expect them to sit around and find number four because mm, number Cause four that's only it at, takes at that 10 point seconds. It just, yeah it feels like a waste of time to go searching for it even if you want the satisfaction of solving every puzzle. It makes you feel a bit silly. So you do yep. something to make sure that they need that last <laughs> one. Which
0: which actually did happen to us when we did an escape room with Tommy. That's true. And I was off looking for clue number four and he was like, I opened it already. Yeah, what are you talking about? We had about? the first three. If you get three digits, you open the lock and you move on. <laughs> I was like, no, Tommy, please. I've, I've
1: done the same thing as Tommy. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm.
3: I've done it as well. In, I'm pretty sure I've fact, done one room where you had to do that because the fourth digit was nowhere in the room.
1: Try. In fact, so. that's one of my superpowers in escape rooms. And it's and I, I am not proud of it, I guess. But JB's been witness to it is that I'm the guy with the numeric keys or like the letter keys. Like if I can, if mm. we can get three or four letters, I can figure out what word will mm. fit into that yeah. by like seeing just... what are available letters on the spindle and then being able to sort of hack <laughs> it. And I feel kind of bad that I'm not following through by solving the full sequence. And yet in an escape room, when you're working at time, you know, I'm, I'm not going to bring wire, like lock wire mm. cutters or something and like cut the locks. But if I'm able to get three or four, then I can sit there and go like bang, 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 and, and mm. unlock it with relative ease. Is mm. that cheating?
0: <laughs> I mean, it depends on your philosophy because to a lot of people, no. And apparently sometimes people rely on it, right, uh, yeah. in Danny's case. So it's just important that if you don't want that to happen, you need to take steps to avoid it. And I think for us, being a, giving you a false digit so you would always yeah. get it wrong and then needing to yeah. change that it's, digit later like is a good way to you avoid give,
3: it. You give people numbers and then there's a secret clue hidden somewhere that says, oh, by the way, you've got to double everything.
0: Yeah, things like yeah. that, yeah. right? You add the addendums the oh, final clue says say. those are the numbers but they're actually in a separate order than we gave them to you yeah like, mm-hmm. you got me um and it's seems like that there they exist mostly just to stop brute forcing of, of codes um but the other thing that we, mm, and the other like we take advantage of the audio medium a lot to just say hey you're in real danger so if you make an attempt and it's not correct Ooh, right. you, oh you'll die Ooh, this, oh you get stabbed <sighs> no. by a big knife You're like okay cool well now i get so then you forced me to play the game right there's only 10 well. combos yeah but if you get it wrong uh, cyanide oh better not do it so like that's a, that's a tool that we can use as well Yeah, like being charged it, by I a don't...
3: buffalo you have three options up left yeah, exactly. or right which oh, one do you fun. choose you can't
0: choose all yeah, of you them. can't try one after the other you can't save your game try left <laughs> reload and go right you gotta make an informed decision um,
1: I like that. I think some people might figure that's the um, game designer giving an fu to the players of like, <laughs> ha ha, you thought you could solve it, but I now you can really solve it. But I think it more to avoid me actually <laughs> just trying to go quickly through it, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I I I ascribe to the idea that one shouldn't be the fastest one out of an escape room. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the logic of it. We've talked about it yep. before because I just find that it. It ge- it goes against the c- construct of the of the room, and yet here I am saying that sometimes I'm like panicking <laughs> and trying to solve as as much as I can. So having those kind of clues, I think, is really helpful. Actually, JB it will be good in box two, something like that, where you think you've it seems obvious, you think you're close to solving something, and you really need that last clue to adjust all of the numbers up one or you know, half of what it was so that you can't do that. It's a good call.
0: Did you, Danny, Uh-huh. have anything that has, has gone differently than how you expected it would in writing it? People's attitudes to characters, the sequencing, like has everything <laughs> gone fairly smoothly from your design? I
3: think that it was just tight enough that it worked well. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I think both of you, as your first step went to the waterhole, which I absolutely hoped would be the case. There was nothing forcing that. You could have, you would have been blocked off by something, no matter which way. But that's the one that blocks you off and tells you about the stabby bushes. Mm, and yeah. I wanted that to get in there earlier than the other stuff. No particular reason. That's just a pleasant surprise. But uh, no, I think I don't think the order. It feels like it's a lot more free than it is. It's it is pretty quite, railroaded. It is
0: quite. It is quite linear. Yeah. Uh, that you can't do the water hole. You can't do the. Cliffside. You can only do the tree thicket, but you need to have gone to the waterhole first. Like, it is, there's not a huge amount of
3: openness. No, and I needed to keep it quite strict, especially when doing things like gathering four Polaroids, some of which have immediately helpful clues on them. I needed to make sure they ended up in the right places Mm. and only came in at the right times. And that was very hard. My notes for this room are scattered. There were originally five Polaroids as well, and I just cut (laughs) one. Ah. yeah it just wasn't working didn't make any sense and then I forgot I I had five locations for Polaroids and I kept forgetting which one I'd cut
1: (laughs) (laughs) the structure of the structure of this room um could also be expanded to to have two separate people Mm. um that have that have to use their walkie talkies in different locations Mm -hmm. to give each other information yeah potentially Mm. that was fun and there's
0: things like that which work well for for games that can be work less well for podcasts
1: right,
2: but i think absolutely. like
0: the classic thing for for us right is splitting people up to do two things at once is great when you're running like a game on mm. zoom so right, that where they you can actually be, to, be
3: playing because
0: someone can be sitting in the corner doing notes while the other person's playing and you can jump back and forth but when you're trying to deal with like a listener experience um it makes much more sense to to kind of force you guys to be one person. But it is true, right? Like, when you're making the games for other contexts, those are the sorts of things you can play with. You can split parties and do this, and you can even get people on, like, separate Zoom calls and be like, now you use your mm. walkie-talkie, we'll put you back in the same room, and oh, you can actually mate. talk to each other. And now the walkie-talkies have run out of battery. Sorry, you're back in separate rooms. Yeah, there's amazing you know,
3: potential like... for this sort of online and stuff. And I think
0: it's the sort of thing we discussed earlier, where, like... You the best experiences are the ones that are designed explicitly for their own medium, right? Mm. Like you can tell when you do a, an escape room that's online, whether it was an escape room designed to be an online escape room or whether it's an online version of someone's real escape no, room. No, that,
2: that's a, I was getting at it earlier when we were talking about yeah. our magic show and things like that. That was if people were trying to do a Broadway show and just happened to broadcast it online or happened to try to do a magic show, that was meant to be done in person, and it happens to be all you know, it is always inferior because the original medium as you're saying is was was always superior to an alternate um thing and and likewise here I think the the same is true fun mm-hmm. listening
1: experience we were doing mm-hmm. we did one what was that we did recently j b we we you guys might know what they're called, but it's a a, a two person sort of escapey puzzly thing where you're that both so good you're both looking yeah. at a desktop that has sort of weird you things were you
2: it. were seeing something that i couldn't see and i was seeing something that you couldn't see and we were happy sure. to collaborate
1: and uh and communicate. describe so i'm mm. looking at a four it looks like a dial and it looks like it it, it can go for there's like four Six numbers on it. Do you have anything that has six numbers? And yeah. Just, oh, I can see down here, I've like four numbers are crossed out. And like, Enter the other number. And I, mm. I, I it was. I don't know what it's called. It was like have, cooperative
0: play. And that have you done
3: a, um, there's an oh, like, escape room that's just like that made by the Two Set Violin guys.
0: Yes, there are a couple of Australian uh, classical music YouTubers who made an escape room based on that where it's, oh, it's each fun. person has their own You're in screen. two separate
3: dressing rooms basically mm. that can, and you can talk through the wall to each other about what you can oh, see yeah. and yeah oh. each of you has answers to each mm. other's puzzles. And, and those, those types it's of It's nice, it's quick, it's free. Mm. Please do it. they yeah, great. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a great thing to do for anybody listening as, as as well um but those types of experiences are great it's like um trying to play uh keep talking and yeah. nobody explodes where you have a bomb yes and one yes. person trying to disarm it it's it's a fun thing and we've I done puzzles like that in real escape rooms as well where they'll put two people they'll put two things around the corner and say you describe what's in here and that will uh, and like it opens up those ways to play with language puzzles and play with the idea of communication like do you have four numbers? Yeah, I've got four numbers because they've got a big sign that says four numbers. But they're actually they should be looking for four separate numbers, and that you know, and like, and all these weird things where you're trying to add confusion it's that can later be clarified. Got great
3: room for puns in mm. those sorts of ones.
0: It's a lot of fun oh, they stuff are, to play. They're with.
3: fantastic. Um, I think I've said a lot that those are some of my favorite escape room puzzles that exist. Ones where that has to happen. Just things that are forced teamwork.
1: Mm. Let me ask you guys a question, As, and, and I'm saying this not for lip service because we're still in sort of design figuring things out phase on, on box two, mm. do you, are, do, are, do you find that there is a finite number of types of games and puzzles? Do, do most of these fit into a, a, a dirty dozen or 20 or 10 different types of like what we did just now mm. was probably three or four maybe five different types of puzzle experiences. But I know That's that there's many more. Is I, there would, a...
0: I would think there probably is like like a set of archetypical puzzles, proto-puzzles, the, the yeah, earth right. puzzles that, that like, everything is a variation like of. Like the
3: hero's journey, no one is working off those puzzles and saying, today I'm going to use one of these ones. But if you look at them as a whole, you'll probably mm. be able to find categories and you don't do that you don't
1: think well but last the last one i did was more of a numerical thing so instead i'm gonna do more of a
3: i do notice like i will say if i've already got numbers i don't want to add too many more numbers because that'll confuse things Mm. but so i says to an extent but i not super deliberately from the outset
0: Mm. yeah i'm sure there are probably some puzzle theorists who who could operate from that 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 well right this is a because because it is true that when you're doing puzzles you have those different mechanisms of how to solve a puzzle like one of the like the example the hippo one here is you have something that needs to be disambiguated and mm-hmm. lay, and somewhere else there is a key for disambiguation that and th- there's no I real puzzle there could, right it's just that, a yeah. you have a a single set or image or ideal that once you know the key you, that is the solution, right? And we find out which are hippos, which are not. Now I can do it. And that's right? such
3: a hugely broad category mm. that an awful lot of things could fit but under you that could, umbrella. Right, but there
0: gorgeous. are
1: some. Mm. There's the ones where you have all the rules, and you have to mm. figure out. You know, on Tuesday, Jen.
3: Yeah. Mm. The, classics, the, logic the puzzle F- ones. on yeah.
1: Wednesday, Susanna sits next to the person on the first chair, and that's probably its own type of game.
0: Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm I would say so. And a... you can see that that same type of game applied in different contexts as well. I'm sure Mm -hmm. we have done puzzles before that were like visual versions that still followed the rules of um, what needs to like be – like logic puzzles are classically that story of, oh, this person has blonde hair but the person with green hair is not sitting next to the person with – but you can also – we've done versions of that which were just like turn this switch up. Then for another switch, the new rule is if any switches are up, this switch is down. And then the next Mm. one is like – you know so that's the same puzzle – in a different implementation. And sometimes the
3: puzzle is less the solving of the of the puzzle and more the realising what type of puzzle you've got.
0: Yes, you can think like, Which oh, is of like this maths. is just... That's,
3: that's what maths class is all about. If you have a maths exam, it's often not, all right, how, do I remember how to apply the sign rule? It's realising, oh, this is a sign rule question. Mm, I right. think
0: that is probably true for puzzles as well.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. There's a limited number of categories. You probably could find a way to make categories such that it encapsulates every possible puzzle. But I'm still going to escape rooms and being surprised by things. I would wager so,
0: there's someone listening now who's going to send us an email saying I've made a podcast episode exactly about, uh, about every race. type of puzzle. You know, so because in sure magic
1: they say there's seven different types of of magic tricks, and everything mm. essentially falls into levitation escape
3: oh right like making something appear making something disappear those making something
1: reappear jonathan knows more about them (laughs) but i wonder like when danny when you're designing this room what is the impetus for it do you feel like we haven't done one in this location and from the location it goes forward or do you think we've done a lot of of brainy word things recently, and I want to do one that's, that's a, a different No, vibe Puzzles or... come
3: absolute last to me. For these hmm. standalone rooms, it is absolutely location first and then story and puzzles dead last. For the uh, connected ones, it's story first and then locations. And, that's the yeah, interesting pu- Puzzles because if you're are plugging absolutely in,
1: dead last. But if you're plugging in puzzles last, hmm. Do you have a notebook filled with all the, you must have a notebook filled with all the variations of puzzles, or do you just love puzzles so much that you just kind of innately come up with different ideas?
3: That's, I feel like I'm just more coming up with them week by week rather than uh, taking inspiration. We do have some puzzle books lying around, but I don't feel like I read them as research so that I can put them away in the arsenal for later.
0: Unless you're asking our accountant, which goes, yes, we do read them as research. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're writing them off. (laughs) Yeah,
3: it tends to be more I don't usually even think uh, I very rarely even try to put just a puzzle puzzle in a spot. If it gets to that stage, I'll have I do my notes, I say, here are all the things that are going to be in this room, here's how they might connect to each other. Like I feel like we should be stuck in the Jeep, and then I feel like you need something from the waterhole to be able to progress to the tree thicket, and then think about logically what makes sense there. And then sometimes just saying, okay, this thing I want to block completely off. Like, I do not want you to be able to get climbing gear, full stop. There is just going to be a puzzle blocking that. And I'll just write puzzle there. (laughs) And then at the very end, I will say, all right, what could we get here? Letters, numbers, colors. What do we got? Mm. And uh, just, yeah, fit it in at the end there. I'm
1: still, for as much as I know you guys and listen to your show and... And do a, a tabletop escape things, and like the curious correspondence thing that I mentioned in the last episode, I'm just still so impressed with the logic of doing it, and I don't know. I, mm. I, it, I, it's not a seep, a superpower that I possess so much. I love knowing how things work, and I love I love solving them, but I'm, but sitting down and, and trying to design them. Maybe because of what I said earlier, I kind of feel like I get in my own way. I'm trying to be overly logical about it and and, and to this many numeric things and this many spatial things and this many visual things.
3: There are loads of writers that you hear who go in and say, I want to be writing this book, but it feels too big for me. I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I feel like that can be the same way. They just get ideas blasting at them from every direction, and they don't have a. I think
1: it's what keeps me loving it. these. These being <laughs> what you guys do, right? But also just these, what what everyone here mm. listening likes, because of yeah. them. I like the um, new ones. I like to see what's, who's come up with that, and think, well, that's just so smart. What a cool yeah. thing to oh have yeah. figured out.
3: I love doing all of the escape rooms and other things of people who have the talents in areas that I don't, like the people who do start with puzzles and branch out from a puzzle and make an entire room and an entire story from that. I don't know how to work that way. I don't feel like a puzzle person. I just feel like a story person. So the idea of doing that is amazing to me. And I love experiencing that. Mm. Like I always say, it's a weird thing because I always say, I don't feel like a puzzle person. I am a story writing person. This is just the medium for me. However, why do I do escape rooms? Oh, it's for the puzzles. It's mm. not that much for the story. I love story, but yeah. I do escape rooms for puzzles.
1: At the end of the day. But I also feel like the electromagnet that keeps the, the secret door closed, Like I find the mechanics of that its own Puzzle, oh,
3: that's where right? my, I, so it's my like mind just who explodes. who are able to
1: figure that out don't understand you're any of it. They're going to be given a talisman, and when the talisman is placed in a specific place, the magnet keeps the. It gets the electric current to turn on the thing that causes the thing Mm. to switch off. I love that. I don't know how it works. I also do love that. That's sort of like, uh, that's so impressive.
0: (laughs) It's one of those things though with escape rooms where you can tell the people behind them because either there's the, there's like the one designer who's like, when they take this thing, there's an RFID chip and it reads this and then it sends a signal to here and that opens this and then, that and then you go to another place and the guy says, yeah, when you do that, the guy watching sees it and he presses a button and it opens the door. He sees that you put the thing down. He just opens the door. He just like opens it with his hand.
3: You can can tell the backgrounds of the people. people How many engineers were in your group of designers? It's always very fun. Well,
1: I'll tell you, and and I'm not with no spoilers at all. um, This conversation is exactly similar to magical uh, Mm. conversations and the ideology Mm. of it, because what's so exciting about magical secrets without giving away any is that they absolutely run the gamut. And is that you can see a stage illusionist do a, a trick where he makes you know five people disappear and reappear, and sometimes it is a very impressive technological feat of that involves mm. like perfect timing and a multitude of things that are happening. And other times it's incredibly basic. Like is this a not piece like of, the entire fabric that's not like, well lit? You know, and it's you're like really the entire like,
3: wow. model of the prestige. Mm.
1: Yeah, of- a little bit, right? The Prestige was a great mm. example of that. But even, you know, Jonathan, you can speak to this a little bit, but a card trick can be super simplistic or super technological now. You can actually <gasps> do things with with. Where did that card come from? <laughs> with dice. I mean, dice can be loaded with a little a little weight on one end of it that will allow it to always mm. roll on the same number. But nowadays, dice can also, like – make like have technology within the die that can speak to someone that's not even in the room.
3: There I mean it's really, it's really ridiculous.
1: It's really yeah. kind of amazing.
2: Yeah, magic works both ways. There's sometimes it's this absolute stupidest method that everyone would immediately dismiss. And say, "There's no way that they would actually be that." It, that's ridiculous. That's so stupid. Everyone figure that, and that's actually what we do. And other times, it's the opposite side of the spectrum, where it's the most ridiculous, complicated method that you would think, "Oh, there, there's no way they would go through all that effort, all that expense." Right. There's that quote uh, that I teller, I believe that's you know, magic is oftentimes spending an unreasonable amount of time preparing for something that is seemingly impromptu. So, magicians mm-hmm. will go. Out of their way to a comical degree to prepare something I'll show up at the restaurant six hours early and plant you know <laughs> uh, a card in a wine bottle just knowing that there might be a chance so similar you know theories of willing to go through the work uh, to create you know the
1: the narrative of the story or the adventure later
0: yeah. and
1: yet and yet escape rooms and that kind of puzzle ideology is, is not dissimilar because you're not sure where someone's going to go, if they're going to go to the cliff or if they're going to go to the water. And you, so you're spending sort of an undue amount of time in preparation for sort of a singular outcome.
3: Still making sure that you have the control over that randomness. Mm.
1: There's a great magic <laughs> act, which you might have seen. People do it now and they've done it for, wow, hundreds of years, hundreds. It's a two-person telekinesis act where the usually the assistant is on stage blindfolded in some way or ears covered or however, and then the magician is usually out in the audience holding mm-hmm. up things. I'm holding something in my hand and the- and the, the clairvoyance going. is what you're speaking of? The clairvoyance, and they're able to, to describe what it is. And most people know simple ways that that can be accomplished. There's easy codes that can be transferred through basic, basic talking techniques. That's like a party game. But the best acts do... Seven or eight different methods, sort of simultaneously. Mm. So, just when you think you have figured something out, then they do something totally different, and, and you can have methods is- that cancel out other methods. So,
2: oh well, that that wouldn't have worked. And 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 you 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 look at a magic trick and you think that there's one simple solution, and often, or at least the best magic tricks, there's not. There's mm. you know three separate solutions, and you as a spectator think that there's one, and there's the fallacy. That's why you can't. Oh, figure I think it that's out, per- because that's it's not that's a to figure out
0: idea yeah, yeah as but... soon as you think like oh, i've got my theory oh but one thing has disproven my theory so therefore it can't be true ever Correct. like that must all be wrong yeah. it's a it's a really fun hmm. it's like just playing on that human way of thinking oh, trying to find crappy. the pattern and that is the pattern well we could probably talk about magic just, and puzzles forever I but just it is late want
3: to ask just the one thing is it enjoyable uh, knowing magic and watching fool us is it fun
0: <laughs> oh is <laughs> great
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, magicians love being fooled. It's, I mean, I think good magicians, you know, like love being fooled and I'm still fooled all the time. And I still, it makes me appreciate the sensation of being fooled. I'm willing to admit when I'm fooled. I like when some magicians are are very, uh, uptight and like, they feel like it's a, it's a challenge to their magical supremacy if they don't know how something is done. But I mean, there's things that will continue to absolutely fool David Copperfield on a weekly basis. There are things that fool uh, David Blaine on a weekly basis. It's, it's not impossible. Magicians are well-studied and they will know the majority of common concepts. But that doesn't mean that some no one's not going to invent a new magic principle that no one's ever seen before. And one
1: of the great things about Fool Us is that Penn and Teller are such lovely guys mm. and they're really good at, being kind to a magician when they weren't fooled. So oh, yeah. they using keywords that, that show that they, they know what happened with, without making them feel embarrassed or anything. So there's a great mm. deal of respect for a show that could have just been, I saw how you did that. Yeah, nice the one the <laughs> the back did. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Well,
0: Thank you so much for coming on and playing through the room. You guys did great. It was... Very lovely to watch you work. So thank you again, JB. Thank you again, Neil. Uh, JB, if people want to find you and what you're doing, uh, where should they look?
2: Look up Theory11, uh, Theory11 11, Theory 11 on Instagram. You'll see a lot of our work or Theory11.com, uh, T-H-E-O-R-Y-1-1, one, one, like that number, dot .com. And you can see all of our crazy playing cards. And, of course, if you haven't played Box 1, any listeners of this, mm-hmm. you can go to Box1Game.com um, and uh, you can get it online. We ship anywhere in the world. Uh, if you're in the U.S., it's in Target stores. As of this week, it's also in Walmart stores. We haven't announced what? that yet. That's a, that's a exclusive on Escape This Podcast. <laughs> We're announcing that soon. But uh, otherwise, anywhere in the world, people can get it at box1game.com.
3: Please Wonderful. do. It is well worth it. You'll be very happy to have played something, not just by people who are like good at the game design that they've done, but you can tell that it's just got a love for the genre. It's got oh, happiness it's so behind it,
0: it's that it does. And Neil, uh, anything fun and new That people should go and check out on your end? Yes,
1: I'm in the new Nick Cage movie called uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent That comes out sometime soon-ish I'm not sure, there's probably a date um, Yes, Google it And um, Matrix 4 Uh, Mm It was a big flop, apparently, (laughs) uh, because it came out during the coronavirus. So if you have Mm. not seen that, check that out. I'm in a Netflix series called um, Uncoupled that will be coming out uh, at the end of July. And I've always got stuff going on. I have a (laughs) great um, missive newsletter called Wondercade. Oh, yeah. If you're not subscribed to, go to wondercade.com. It's very simple every Wednesday was Wondercade Wednesday. I'll send you a thing that talks about cool stuff that I think is interesting. The last one that just came out a couple weeks ago was our, our spring entertainment guide. Just no agenda, just things that I think are good and food. I'll teach you how to make a Negroni. Cool place (laughs) to go visit. Cool podcasts to listen to just like this one.
0: Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danny, for running the room. Thank you everybody for listening at home. If you want to support us, you can sign up for our Patreon. There's Bonus episodes, you can hear the playtest audio, you can hear us trying to solve two-minute mysteries and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. There are badges, you can appear as an NPC in a room.
3: Thank you, Alexandria and Justin. Sorry, Justin.
0: Sorry, Justin. Uh, at least you weren't a horse this this time. Everyone else seems to always be a horse. Uh, all right, thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye.